0: It's been a family-owned business on Milwaukee's Brady Street since 1946. We'll explore the old-world charm of Glorioso's Italian market with Ted and Felix Glorioso, my special guests, next on I Remember. Hi, I'm Jim Peck, welcome to I Remember. Joining me tonight is Ted Glorioso, the owner of Glorioso's Italian Market and one of the founding brothers. Also joining us is Ted's nephew, Felix Glorioso, who manages the store. Glorioso's has a long history on Milwaukee's east side. Take a look.
1: The story of Glorioso's, a successful business combining hard work and old world charm, demonstrates the importance of family. In 1946, three brothers opened a small food store on Brady Street in Milwaukee. Joe, Eddie and Ted Glorioso had the backing of their father, a Sicilian immigrant. Joe, who was the oldest, took the lead at Glorioso Brothers. He was 24 and Eddie was 22. Ted, at age 15, started out stocking shelves and then making home deliveries. Gloriosos became known for their homemade sausage as well as imported products. The business expanded to the building next door as it became a fixture in the neighborhood. In the 50s, Ted opened another business called Trio's Pizza. Later, Glorioso's Italian Villa was a popular restaurant with the family name. In 2010, the grocery moved across the street. It is now called Glorioso's Italian Market and has much more room at the new location. It's a place to shop and includes a place to enjoy some food. After Joe passed away, Ted became the owner. Eddie still works at the store several days a week, and their sister, Rosalie, has also worked there. Today, Joe's son, Felix, manages the store he's worked at since childhood. Ted's son, Michael, joined the business and serves as general manager. In 2016, Glorioso celebrates the 70th anniversary of the family-owned business.
0: Is it true, I heard a rumor, that... Kareem Abdul Jabbar actually signed his contract in your restaurant?
2: It did <clears throat> on a Sunday morning at 11 o'clock. What were you doing open? Well, I was called in by West Pavilion, who owned the Milwaukee Bucks. Mm-hmm. And he says, Ted, can you come down? We have a surprise that we have to do. I says, Sure, I'll come down. Well, we had Kareem Abdul Jabbar, Lou, Sel- Lou L. Cinder. That time, yeah. West Pavilion, myself. Tannenbaum and Lou Chapman, if I remember right. And that is when we signed up Lou Elsender. Wow. And I do have photographs. You do? I do, and uh, I'm very proud of them. Well, did you get any feeling for what he was like? Uh, no, I just saw that he was a very big man and <laughs> sat was. two feet behind the table with his feet Reaching the top of a table. Wow. I mean he was a big boy. Did you have other celebrities that uh, came to that place? I've had Jane Mansfield and many others and a lot really? of the football players, Packers, stopped in occasionally. Oh yes, we had quite a lot of celebrities.
0: Someone told me that, uh, that uh, John Kennedy came to the restaurant.
2: Uh, John Kennedy came to the restaurant many years ago and I do have, in fact, my son Michael has got his personal autograph. Really? Yes. Wow. And uh, John Kennedy's, uh, I believe one of his managers was from Racine, Wisconsin. Mm -hmm. And that's how we got him into the restaurant. We were very well known on the east side as far as nightlife. Let's go
0: back to the beginning. When did Glorioso's market start?
2: Glorioso's uh, market started December 2nd, five years ago. That's the market. Oh, okay. Glorioso Brothers Company started... February 14th, 1946. Valentine's Day. That's Valentine's Day, exactly 69 years ago.
0: Did anybody have, you or your two brothers have any experience running a grocery store? I did. You did?
2: I did, I was nine years old. I was working after schools in a little Italian grocery store down in the Third Ward. After schools, Saturdays and Sundays. And at the age of 14 and 15, I was driving a little truck illegally, <laughs> <laughs> delivering groceries, Italian groceries to Italian homes. Olive oil, 50 pound bags of flour, 100 pound bags of flour.
0: And now the store wasn't nearly as, as big.
2: Very small, very what, small. What did you carry? We carried a lot of the what we now carry in the Italian market, yeah. our olive oils, our cheeses, our pastas, our dried beans and so forth.
0: Did you do any meat back then?
2: Yes, well, our meat was uh, leased out to a butcher, a cousin of ours. He leased out the meat department because we were not experienced in meats. Joe, my partner, and my brother Eddie, my partner, both got out of the service. Joe decided he wanted to go into the food business, and of course he worked for a German grocery store, Siemens, on Green Bay Avenue. So his love for food, the grocery business, was there too.
0: Felix, when did you get involved? I got involved around
3: 1960. Well, uh, you were a kid. Yeah, I was five years old. I was the it was kind you of
0: driving the truck. Were you? No, no,
3: <laughs> no. I was driving everybody crazy. I see. I used to go to the market with my dad and my grandfather. I, one of the reasons I got so involved in the store is because my dad spent so much time in the store. And I loved him dearly, and he was my hero, and my grandfather was my hero. And uh, my life lessons came from those two mainly, besides my mother and then my Uncle Ted and my Uncle Eddie and Chucky and Anthony. Um, It wasn't like I had five uncles. It was like I had five older brothers. Um, Still, you respected everybody, but they were more like friends than... You know your uncles; mm-hmm. they were family, obviously. But it was like having
0: older brothers. It was just great. And Ted, when when the when the store started, uh, did everyone have different areas of specialty?
2: There was just the three of us. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I was sixteen years old. I quit school. You did. I did. I'm a ninth grade dropout. And and food has been my love ever since. Now you also have to remember that I started. Trios Pizza in 1952. Well, I was coming to
0: that. That's, okay. What, what made you decide to start making pizza?
2: I don't know. It's just something different that I was doing in the back of the produce department at night, just tingling around with dough, and I like I like to cook, so that's what started me off in 1952 in the Trios Pizza. And did it,
0: was it just it was sold from the store, or did you have a separate place?
2: No, I. Broke away from the food store and went into the pizza business. My first pizza store was on 9th, 1st and Mitchell. 1st and Mitchell. 1st no, and wow. Mitchell.
3: a long way from pizzas. Brady Street.
2: Yes, wow. and it wasn't my forte because, you know, I got away from my people. Mm-hmm. So I was there for about six, seven months, and I decided, nah, I have to go to Brady Street. So I went to Brady Street, opened up right alongside the grocery store, where used to be a photographer there, Aladdin Studios, and I started out with Trios Pizza. I had 40 seatings, 12 tables, but you have to remember, I started home deliveries. I was one of the first people to start home deliveries in 1952 with pizza. Me and Golden Chicken, (laughs) who was
0: on Farwell Avenue. I'd forgotten about Golden Chicken.
2: Uh, Yes, he and I were the first ones to implement deliveries. Wow, and what what kind of pizza did you serve? Just a normal well, thick crust, thin crust? Thin crust. Thin crust. Thin crust. Just yeah. thin crust, that's all I believe in. I don't believe in the heavy crust or pan pizza, mm-hmm. and we still do that at Glorioso's Market. Mm-hmm. And
0: you have another distinction with the pizza, is that you're one of the first, if not the first, to get into frozen pizza.
2: I started the frozen pizzas in the basement of the old, of the first little restaurant that I had next to the grocery store. Uh, it's called Neapolitan Pizza. It was a six-inch pizza, and we were distributing those to the Dutchland dairy stores. I had five or six of Dutchland dairy stores that we kept supplied. Also, one of my brothers was the manager of the Dutchland dairy stores. Really? It worked out good. It got to a point where it got too big and I couldn't handle it. My brothers, two brothers wouldn't give up any space of the grocery store to implement frozen pizza. So I had to give it up. So I kept the restaurant, we did very, very well, and then we built the building, Glorioso's Italian Villa, Mm -hmm. which is the restaurant, and I did that for 28 years. Wow. In 1980, October 31st, I decided to walk away from the restaurant business. Why? I had a very sick daughter. Ah. With a very bad disease who passed at the age of 32. Mm. She was sick very, very since the age of nine. Wife says, enough's enough. We have to take care of Gigi. So I gave that up. I stayed home for about a month, figuring, okay, this is retirement. <laughs> no way. My brother Joe says, of course this is all one company, Joe says, Ted, you better come back and take care of the office. And I did, and that's where I've been since, and my brother Eddie and I did run the restaurant,
0: mm-hmm.
2: but then Eddie broke away from the restaurant wanted to be in business for himself, so we bought Eddie out, Joe and I remained partners until his passing, and then I took over my nephew's part of the business. And Eddie is still involved Eddie with the. Eddie is going to be 92 in May. Ooh, are you supposed and to he tell what? He still comes to the store four yep. days a week.
0: He is, I think, probably the greatest schmoozer I've ever run across.
2: <laughs> I was just going to say, he's there because he's a schmoozer.
0: Yep. He he absolutely loves people and it shows, yep. and, and he, everybody, everybody knows him. And they all look for him. You're right. Where did the money the original money to start the store the
2: original money that came from my grand, my dad your dad from his boss his boss he works for I Gagliano Mm -hmm. on Commission Row and I believe he got a $5,000 loan from mr. Gagliano to start the business Wow so that's how we started Gloriosos. What,
0: what did he do on Commission Row?
2: My dad was down. He used to repack sprouts, had lettuce. You have to remember, in those days, everything was packed in ice, mm-hmm. big crates. They would break that all down and do repacking and stuff like that. He was like more or less warehouse man.
0: And didn't, didn't he have a cart
2: as well? Uh, well, that I don't remember. We, I, story says yes. Mm-hmm. Him and Max Cole. Yeah. Both had peddler's carts. Mm -hmm. Max Cole had north of Wisconsin Avenue. Papa Glorioso had south of Wisconsin Avenue. And pushed that cart all the way to Bayview. All the way way to Tippecanoe.
0: Wow. Yep. What was the neighborhood like on Brady Street when you were growing up?
3: Uh, A lot of kids. Uh, Great neighborhood. Boys Club. Uh, One of my fondest memories is me and my buddy Harlan... uh, I'd go to the store early in the morning, sort out the bottles, and then Harlan and I would trek up to 32nd and uh, North Avenue to a place called Chet's, buy comic books, and then come back to close the store by 1 o'clock or to work for the afternoon. But Brady Street was so great. There's so many nice little spots. Uh, Swami's Bar on the corner of uh, Astor and uh, Brady. Uh, the Up and Under, Mike's Place, Mary uh, Gifford's Restaurant. Lukashevitz Bakery. Lukashevitz Bakery.
0: Equal Savings and Loan. Now, mm-hmm. Lukashevitz, excuse me, does not sound Italian.
3: No, no. it was a mixed neighborhood. Na- it was a great neighborhood. The east side, probably, especially the Brady Street area, was the Hate ashbury of Milwaukee, but everybody loved everybody and it, and it may sound silly but they didn't look at a stranger coming in the neighborhood mm-hmm. you were welcomed in the neighborhood whether you were white, black, Puerto Rican Chinese, everybody got along um, the doors were left open, I know it's cliche but uh, and you ride bikes around the neighborhood uh, you know Mrs. Holding invites you over for dinner mom I'm going to eat by Mrs. Holding's house or my buddy Jim Mrs. Glorioso won't let me go. She's feeding me again.
0: Oh, I would die happy. Right. <laughs> that right. would be wonderful.
3: And, you know, Smith's Drug store. used to walk all the way down there, buy model cars for 50 cents and put them together and then blow them up with firecrackers, you know. And the police department at that time, you know, they 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 knew they were the neighborhood cops. hmm so they knew if little Felix got in trouble, they took take me by the hand and brought me to the store. Oh, yeah. And then my dad would... Uh, you didn't want that to happen. No, no. <laughs> no, not at all. And Michael and I, you used to drop us off at the Oriental Theater for movies. And at midnight, Michael and I, seven and eight years old, are walking down Farwell Avenue up Brady Street. Nobody bothered you.
0: Yeah, it was, it was, there was no fear at that time. No, no. And I remember, the, you mentioned the hate Ashbury thing. I remember when Brady Street went through that period. Oh, yes. God. And it was... Uh, how did you look at that, Ted?
2: I had very good rapport with everybody, uh, all the marchers <laughs> mm-hmm. because I had the restaurant at the time and it was nothing for them to all stop in and have something yeah. to eat. and I'd pick up the tab. So, I um, wish I'd known you then. The, the, <laughs> you
0: had
3: the protesters in one corner and the cops in the other. Yep. Well, and everybody enjoyed the pizza. Everybody's enjoying themselves. And,
2: and Reverend Grappi was very good to us. Yeah. I mean... They they protected us, yeah, because we were good to them. Yeah, the what kind of food did you serve at the restaurant? Strictly Italian, mm-hmm. pizza, pasta, steaks, lobster. Well, the whole smear. The, the whole oh, smear. Yeah. Pizzas ninety cents, dollar twenty five. T-bone steaks three twenty five. Lobster five ninety five. We should
0: mention anyone tuning in late. Uh, this, these are not current prices, right. friends. no, no. <laughs> nineteen sixty,
2: and, and we were open until three o'clock in the morning, bar, hour after bar. Mm-hmm. And you had to stand in line to get in.
0: Oh, I can remember. Yeah, yes. yeah and it was worth it. Yes yeah. The uh, now when did you make the move across the street?
2: Uh, that was December 2nd of uh,
1: 2010
2: okay. Yep, how do you remember those dates? It's it's hard at 85 years old. It's hard. You're 85. I'll be 86th in March
0: Wow. You're, you're an inspiration. Thank you. Uh, what is, uh, obviously the size is very different in, in the yep. new store, uh, Felix, but what else is different?
3: Uh, we've gone and very lucky because we've got the room to do it. We're private labeling a lot of our merchandise. Oh, you are? That we used to just sell in bulk or, mm-hmm. or uh, small containers. Like what? Our jarred sauces, besides our standard meat sauce and meatless sauce and pizza sauce. We've got our bolognese now and our alfredo sauce is finally packaged. I'm getting so hungry. We have uh, many piada, many, spicy. many private
2: labels. Really? Yeah. We have our jardinera, our muffalatas. Oh, t- oh the, some of our. Did,
0: who came up with the idea of the Milwaukee muffalata? That's me. That's you? That's me. Oh boy, you have destroyed me on more than one occasion. <laughs> yeah. That is what goes into that?
3: That is a combination of the mufalada relish, which is Jardinera and olives and spices, oh. which we make stand for a month and then refrigerate it and It gets all worked in. Wow. Then um, the baked ham, Genoa salami and Italian mortadella and provolone. Mm. Layer it out and then put the mufalada in the middle. Now you've got hot and not my hot.
0: hot right. The hot, you're serious. Yeah. <laughs> I like hot. <laughs> you do. If my ears pop it's hot your ears will pop them across the yeah. street on that stuff yeah but and it, then we
3: got the human torch
0: yeah oh yeah which
3: is a variation of the muffalata and, uh, and what's the difference I make a hot pepper paste with nine different hot peppers it goes on the bottom Ooh. provolone hot calabrese hot gabagola and then the hot muffalata
0: oh I must have been a fr- friend of mine ordered that and we we went over to Lake Park and we sat with running down our arms mm, yeah and he ate the whole thing, but, I mean, he he was hurting. Yeah. Yes, he was sweating. Yep, His face was as red as your shirt. Yep. Uh, but he loved it. My concession of the age is I only eat a half of one now. <laughs> I see. And, but. The, uh, uh, now, does the new store, and I'm trying to remember, does the new store have an eat-in area as well? Yes. I thought so. Yeah. Small
3: dining area. We 30 people 30 people mm-hmm. inside the store. And then during the summer, we have the tables outside where we can do what, about 40 more outside, oh, 50? Oh no, we can more do about
0: 70, 75 people About 70 people outside. into the boss. Right. Yeah, and, uh, and what, what can I get there? What, what will I come and eat?
2: You can have anything. You can have fresh pastas made to order. Yeah. You can have gnocchi, you can have ravioli, you can have our deli sandwiches, you can have our pizza, our salads flatbreads. Now. You're doing the pizza? Our salads. Yeah. Oh yes, we do it all. Yeah. We yeah. have one of the nicest and smartest chefs in Wisconsin. Who's that? Mr. Wajanuski. Darren Yeah, uh,
0: a, a good Italian name. Yep. Well, nice guy. Affectionately called Mother. Oh, really? I hope it's affectionate.
3: It is. I, the recipes that we carried over from the old restaurant that my mom had worked on for years and grandma had worked on and Uncle Ted, mm-hmm. I'd give them to him verbally. No, really? Nothing written down. And he'd say, here, try the lasagna. I said, that tastes like mom's. Try the pasta with the eggplant that tastes like grandma's. Do the pizza. Tastes like Uncle Ted was in the kitchen. You know, it's like, it's incredible. He, he gets food. He loves food. Perfect fit for us.
2: Mm. One thing I want you to emphasize is we do nothing but quality. I know. Price is long forgotten when quality is long remembered. And that's Our, why people, you, I've seen generations
0: of people in this store. Mm-hmm. Your grandfather, grandfather's son.
2: Yeah, well, there was at one time we were like 12 or 15 in the old store, all family.
3: All family, really.
2: Uh, we had 15 employees in the old store, now we are 62. Ooh. uh, that, out of, they out of all family. family, no, uh, out of family, we were at basically left one, two, three, four, basically about six or seven of six us, of us left. that are in the family yeah. that are running Glorioso's Italian market. Mm. Uh, it, you started out
0: you were a pretty young kid mm-hmm. and when when did you uh, when did you realize that you were doing this well and somebody was going to say come on in we'd like you more
3: um i think it was around 1973 i was going to school at MATC and taking a business course and accounting and business math and my dad and i were discussing business and profitability and I had just learned something on formulas and I said well dad you know if you do it this way and he looks at me he says you know I think you got a future in this business and uh, and the thing is I love to cook so I'm the one that usually does the bizarre recipes because we're Sicilian and I do recipes from northern Italy ah. and I experiment on my uncle and my dad Well, if they went, mm, it's okay, then I knew it was good, (laughs) you know. But if they absolutely hate it, I forgot it and I put it on the back burner.
0: Now, what are some of the recipes that you've come up with?
3: Uh, Well, we got the the roasted eggplant Mm -hmm. grilled. My mother-in-law made that the first time I had it with the mint. We don't use mint where we come from. Mm -hmm. It's usually basil. Um, The pasta forno, which is uh, basically a sloppy lasagna. Uh, the baked ziti, I do a variation of the baked ziti, and what I did is I took the basic recipe and instead of using cream, I used uh, whole milk ricotta, mozzarella, Asiago, and fontanella cheese. Well, of course we would. And wouldn't. baked it together. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, you're in Wisconsin. You know, you're Italian <laughs> and you're born in
0: Wisconsin, you gotta have four four cheese. Let's go back a little bit. Um, uh, Teddy, was it you that used to d- d- run into the, the various stores and, and, and bother people, or was it you? you? It was you? That was me. Okay, because somebody told me about that you used to drive the Dentisi brothers crazy.
3: I used to run into the Dentisies on the way to my aunt's house to babysit my two cousins, and I'd go in, i say, my dad's sausage is better than yours, <laughs> and then I'd run out. <laughs> and I'd do the same thing to Frank LaBarbera and uh, the Russos. They're, they're all good people. Fantastic! Did, Great. did Dad ever neighbor. get calls about you from? Yeah, yeah. And Frank La finally one day said, "I've had enough of this kid." <laughs> 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 but it was... whose recipe is the sausage recipe? Grandpa's recipe originally, and Grandpa, like a lot of the old timers, didn't weigh anything. Mm-hmm. So yeah, was a little of this and right. So over the years, around the mid '70s, I started standardizing the recipe weighing the salt and getting it just right and the pepper and the fennel and everything. It's a very basic recipe, but it's really good. Oh, it sure is. And it's simplicity. And then the Christmas sausage came around from Tell me about the Christmas, you still do that? Yeah.
0: Mm. I used to love that.
3: Yeah, the Christmas sausage is our mild sausage Mm -hmm. mixed with marsala wine instead of water, fresh green onions, fresh tomatoes, and we use the Ariabella cheese now that we get from uh, Bel Jose out of uh, Denmark, Wisconsin. We used to use gacha but it became too inconsistent, so we had to have something that was more consistent. The flavor is very similar, and the creaminess is outstanding in the sausage. What
0: what is it about that that makes it a Christmas sausage?
3: The specialty, all hand-chopped. The color is part of it. Okay. You couldn't make something like that every week
0: during the year because
3: it's too too labor-intensive.
0: So how long do you have it? From December 5th,
3: usually the first Saturday of December, we make it until New Year's Eve, till Hmm. the 31st.
0: So if we we, tape the show, I better get there fast.
3: We did, last year we broke records with just the Christmas sausage. We did 4,800 pounds of Christmas sausage the month of December.
0: What if I decided to open a grocery store tomorrow? What don't I know, and, and don't tell me everything, but what don't I know that I should know?
3: It's hard to read the public. We're lucky because we have what the Italian, what all people want, seem to want, is good Italian food. Mm -hmm. We try and buy the best. We try and have the freshest. And we try and have the answers that when a customer comes in with a recipe that they got off of TV, maybe from Giada, or Lydia, mm-hmm. we know what they're talking about. We know that there's twenty different names for this cheese in Italy because Italy's so regional. So in Sicily, Gaccia Gavalo, let's say for instance, is a sharper version of provolone that comes in a wooden log. But if you go to Calabria or to Naples, Gaccia Gavalo looks like a saddlebag and is often smoked and it's soft in the center, kinda like a mozzarella. Not everybody knows that, or they know what Scamorza is. That's,
0: that's one of the things I didn't know. Yeah. What a pleasure. I mean, I've enjoyed coming to for uh, since I was a kid, and, uh, and I still love going there. And uh, Ted and Felix, thank you very much My for being with us and sharing your story. Thank you for being with us, I hope you'll join us next time as we continue to remember. Thank you.
2: Thank you.